When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. Hi, everyone. It's just Beth from The Ride Again, back for another episode of a pantsuit primer, this time on elections. We've gotten a lot of great emails about election reform. As the process rolls on, I think people are realizing what the process is and what it isn't, but there are still a lot of question marks out there. So Tuesday, Sarah and I are going to talk about election reform generally, what proposals are out there, what should be on the table that isn't right now, how money is at work in the background and unfortunately, sometimes the foreground. In advance of that, it might be helpful for some of you to kind of walk through what is actually going on in these processes. So the disclaimer again, I'm not an expert. This is my own kind of research and knowledge coming to the forefront. I do have an opinion about these things. I'm going to try to stay as neutral as I can in talking about them today. And this is a bit very basic overview. So if you have a real handle on 
the primary and general election processes and also campaign finance right now. This one's not going to be for you, and I hope you'll come back with us on Tuesday. So I'm going to talk about three things, and I'm going to attempt to be as brief as possible. First, how do the primaries work? How do you become the nominee of one of our two major parties in the United States? Second, how do you get elected to be the president of the United States? And third, how do you finance that whole endeavor? So first on the primaries, it's important to know that both the Democratic and Republican parties are private organizations. They have their own rules and they have rules underneath the national rules at the state levels and the local levels. So we're not talking about federal mandates when we talk about what the parties do. So I'm first going to talk about the Democrats. The Democratic National Committee is the supervising authority for the Democratic National Convention. And then each state has a Democratic committee and there are local committees within each state. And those state and local committees will coordinate campaign activities and sometimes caucuses and primaries within their jurisdictions. It's important to know that most of those state and local committees aren't very well funded. And so when you hear discussion, especially on the Democratic side of the 50-state strategy, this is something Howard Dean was a proponent of. He's really He was really talking about using national party funds to assist all state parties and pay for full-time professional staff. Okay, the key term of this entire primer is indirect elections. So all All of our elections for president of the United States are indirect elections. The Democratic primaries and caucuses, you're not electing candidates when you go to vote. You're electing delegates. And that's a a word that we're becoming a lot more familiar with as this cycle slowly goes on. So those delegates, in turn, elect the nominee directly. Each state has its own rules for the delegates. So in some states, the party might disregard the voter selection of delegates or the selected delegates could vote for any candidate they want. Um, In those states, we're referring to non-binding primaries and caucuses. In other states, the caucuses and primaries are binding, meaning the rules require delegates to vote for particular candidates in accordance with the popular results. This year, there are 4,051 pledged delegates and 714 superdelegates. So in the Democratic Party, superdelegates include elected officials and party leaders. The allocation of these delegates happens um, according to how states have supported Democratic nominees in the three previous presidential elections, and also according to how many votes each state has in the Electoral College, which I'll talk about in a second. All the states have slightly different rules. Um, The Democrats allocate delegates proportionally, though. So sometimes that proportion is allocated by the entire state's popular vote, sometimes within individual districts within each state. That proportional allocation plus the superdelegates are why we've seen Bernie Sanders in some states winning the popular vote, but coming away with ben- with fewer delegates than Hillary Clinton. Okay, I'm going to turn to the Republicans now. These are also indirect elections, the primaries and caucuses. So again, we're electing delegates who will elect the nominee. In the Republican National Convention, there are three types of delegates. So the RNC has its own delegates. Three RNC members from each state go to the convention as delegates. Most of those are going to be bound to vote as decided by the primary or caucus within their states. 15 of those nationwide are unbound and they can vote however they want. The Republican convention also has at-large delegates elected as representatives of the states. Each state starts with 10 of those, but then you get sort of bonus delegates based on how much your state supports Republicans. So if you have a Republican governor, if you have Republican majorities in your state legislature, 
legislature or congressional delegations. And then there are some other factors. That is how you can accumulate additional delegates to the Republican convention. Additionally, each congressional district gets three delegates. So three RNC delegates, three delegates per congressional district, and then at-large delegates, at least 10 of those, and likely more depending on how Republican your state is. These delegates are allocated based on state rules, and the rules are essentially a code for what your primary or caucus means. So in winner-take-all states, the popular vote dictates how the delegates are allocated, but this is tricky because that can be for the entire state or by congressional district, or some combination of the two. Perhaps the at-large delegates are going to be bound by the state result as a whole, but the congressional district delegates will be bound by how their districts vote. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things. Big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Pantsuit. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsuit Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. You can fully customize your Wild Grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful, Wi-Fi-connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day. Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. 
And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, there are also proportional contests on the Republican side where the delegates are voting in proportion to the popular vote. And then there is the winner take most category. So that's when you set a certain threshold that you have to meet in order to get any delegates at all. And then above that threshold, the delegates are allocated proportionally among the leading candidates. There are a couple of direct elections in the Republican process as well, where instead of voting for a candidate, voters are just electing delegates. And normally the delegates are going to express their preference uh, for a candidate in that process. Okay, we will not get into the RNC convention rules in this episode, but it's important to know that the first order of business at a Republican convention is establishing the convention rules. So we could spend a lot of time on what the old rules have been, and they could completely change when everyone gets to Cleveland, depending on the state of the race. So out of the convention comes the Democratic nominee and the Republican nominee, and off we go to the general election, which is also an indirect election. As much as we all think that we're voting for for the candidates, we're actually voting for electors who will participate in the Electoral College, and those electors are selected, again, by the laws of each state. They're usually party leaders chosen by the parties or the nominees themselves, and they pledge to support specific candidates. The number of electors that each state gets is equal to the number of members of Congress to which the states are entitled, and that number is based on population as measured by the United States Census, and sort of how that works and how effective it is is the subject of a whole other episode. Today, there are 538 electors, and that corresponds to 435 members of the House, 100 senators, and three additional electors from Washington, D.C. In 48 of our 50 states, electors are elected on a winner-take-all basis, so the popular vote in the state should dictate the result. In Maine and Nebraska, electors are selected through a combination of the state popular vote and the popular vote of each congressional district within the state. So here's an interesting fact. The electors are pledging to vote for particular candidates, but federal law does not require them to honor their pledges. It has happened... 157 times, in fact, in the country's history that electors have strayed from their pledges. That's called faithless electors and is a topic that you could get lost in on the internet if you're uh, kind of a history nerd like I am. Okay, so each elector, according to the Constitution, has to cast one vote for president and one vote for vice president. The Electoral College, even though it sounds like a a thing that would be a convention of its own, never meets as a body. On the Monday after the second Wednesday in December, the electors for each state meet in their respective state capitals, and they go through a pretty formal process to cast their actual votes. To win... The presidency, you have to have an absolute majority of the Electoral College, or 270 votes. If no candidate gets that majority, the House of Representatives selects the president. Each state delegation, instead of each state representative, that's an important distinction, has only one vote in that process. And if no candidate receives a majority for vice president, the Senate will select the vice president. Each senator gets one vote in that process. So four times in our history, 
Most recently in 2000, the Electoral College resulted in the election of a candidate who didn't receive the most popular votes. Okay, so that's how the primaries work, how the general election works. Now I'm going to talk about the controversial part, or I guess all of that's controversial, but the most controversial part, how these journeys are being financed. Congress sets the rules for campaign financing, and they've created the Federal Election Commission, which also regulates the system. I think it's important to know right at the top that we have a public financing system in the United States, and I'm going to talk about what that is at the end of this segment. I'm going to spend more time on private financing because that's where the real show is. If you do not accept public financing and you're out raising money, you can get small individual donations, which are thought of as donations under $200, large individual donations, which are over $200. You can self-finance your campaign and you can receive money from political action committees or PACs. Federal rules restrict how much money individuals and organizations can donate directly to candidates. Now, there used to be an important side note here about soft money. So soft money allowed people to donate for efforts that um, benefited a candidate or a party somewhat indirectly. So you could fund get out the vote campaigns. You could even mention candidates by name in your soft money ads as long as you didn't expressly advocate for a candidate's election or defeat. But the McCain-Feingold legislation stopped the expenditure of soft money in connection with federal elections. That's also the legislation that required the stand by your ad language. So if a candidate is running an ad to advocate for his or her election or his or her opponent's defeat, that's why you hear at the end, you know, I'm Beth and I approve this message. So soft money is out in connection with federal elections under McCain-Feingold. We have caps on how much individuals and organizations can donate to candidates directly. We also have legislation stating that corporations and unions cannot directly donate to candidates. Enter super PACs. In 2010, we had judicial decisions that created a whole new animal. Prior to 2010, there were independent expenditure PACs. Independent expenditure PACs advocate directly for the election or defeat of a candidate, but they don't coordinate directly with the candidate or the candidate's campaign. Citizens United allowed for the first time unions and corporations to directly give money to independent expenditure PACs. And then a decision that gets less press SpeechNow.org, a decision of the federal D.C. Circuit Court, held that there is not a limit on the size or source of contributions to independent expenditure PACs. So that's where the big money starts to come into play. Now, we talk about super PACs like they're the sources of all evil, but you should know that both PACs and super PACs still have to disclose all of their donors over $200. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. 
I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code pantsuit at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. There's another type of organization, though, that doesn't have to, and it is called the 501c4, which exists under IRS rules. 501c4s are supposed to be social welfare and issue advocacy organizations. So these are organizations that are supposed to exist to promote ideas and causes and uh, good work in the country. But these organizations can also take part in political activity as long as the primary purpose is social welfare. So in addition to organizations that you might typically think of as fitting this bill, like the NAACP and Planned Parenthood, Crossroads GPS and Americans for Prosperity are also 501c4s. So those organizations do not have to disclose their donors. They do have to disclose how much money they spend on political advocacy, but they create a great big opportunity for a lot of money from a very small number of people, about 100 people, in fact, to infuse large, large, large sums into the process. So all of these 
types of money are swirling around candidates, what they can get directly from individual donors, self-financing and political action committees, what benefits them but is not coordinated with them from super PACs, what benefits them but is coming from not a super PAC in the form of 501c4 advertising, they could put all of that to the side and take public financing. So here's what happens with public financing in the United States. If you elect to take public financing in the primary, the threshold to qualify for it is raising $5,000 privately in 20 states. So that's $5,000 in each of at least 20 states. And then you agree to limit your spending based on a statutory formula for the rest of the primaries, and the government will match contributions up to $250 a piece. If you refuse those matching funds, then you could spend as much money as you want in the primary. For the general election, major parties receive grants from the government. Minor parties can only get those grants based on their performance in previous elections. So two times the Reform Party has been eligible for public funding. That was 1996 and the year 2000, and that was based on how well Ross Perot did in the 1992 and 96 elections. For the major parties, we are not talking about small sums of money. Um, in 2012, for example, each major party nominee was eligible to receive $91.2 million in public funds. So most candidates, after this legislation was passed in the 70s, most candidates took these public options, at least for the primaries. The first candidate to turn down government funds for the general election was Barack Obama in 2008. In 2008, I think, marked the beginning of the end of candidates feeling that the public financing option was realistic because unless everybody does it, it's a it's a hard road. I also want to say that to fund public financing, we have to check a box on our tax returns to direct $3 a person to the public financing fund. And that's not well known or well publicized. And right now, fewer than 8% of Americans are using that checkoff. So the public financing funds are severely lacking and, and need more dollars infused in them. Okay, so that is a very high level, very brief overview of how primaries, general elections, and campaign financing work. I hope it was helpful. It is something to be discussed on Tuesday that it's really difficult in a lot of cases to figure out what your state rules are for a primary and not much transparency at all in most states around electors. So, uh, Big things to chat about on Tuesday in terms of whether this is a good system anymore and what we should do about it. And I hope that you will join us then when we'll attempt to keep this conversation nuanced.